Episode 230 of the Loud and Proud podcast. 35 talking points. Not as many as last week, but still loads to talk about from a narrow loss against Derry. All that and a whole lot more. But first, Oasis. Right, wow, well, what a day. 211-11 loss. To Derry, but the ladies got another win. They did beat Sligo, had to hold them off towards the end. But they're still now three out of three, and they pick Kildare next weekend. So well done to them, Laura Collins and Kay Flood getting one three apiece. So they're hitting really good form early on this season, which is great to see. And best of luck, they might catch up with them in the coming weeks now with the next week off for the for the men's footballers. But right, we get stuck into it. The usual. Flow team, more or less the team. Flow of the game, talking points. Actually, you'll hear from Mickey Hart, um, and if you want to hear from Rory Gallagher, let me know, and I send you on the audio. I have it there if you if you want it. But yeah, loads of talking points, and we we get into it, I suppose straight away in terms of the flow and the talking point because it's all connected. But you're going to hear a big in depth talk about the talking point that is Peter McFavrick coming in from the Dundalking Ireland's starting in goals for Loud today um, Declan Bourne gets dropped to the bench Mark McEnany gets dropped off the panel all together on the match day panel and then Peach is still you'll hear about that from Mickey shortly as well right so Peter was in goals Dan Corcoran Dermot Campbell Donald McKenney in the full back line again which is great to see that solid Continuity in the full back line. Leonard Gray right half. Niall Sharkey started centre half, and Colin McKeever left half back. Conor Early and Kieran Murphy. Murphy moves to the middle of the field. Um, Liam Jackson, Sam Roy, Tom Jackson. Look, it's very fluid the way loud. Like Tom, Liam probably started in the forty, and then Sam comes out and rolls from full forward. It's very, very fluid. But that's the way. Kind of, if you're going to go traditional, that's the way they play. Kieran Downey, Connor Grimes, and Darren McConnell, and even McConnell in a, the last member of the full forward because he stayed right in there majority of the time, more so than Connor Grimes or Kieran Downey did. And that made it two changes from the uh, Clare game. Sorry, three changes. Um, Casey obviously missed out, he didn't play, so in for him came uh, Niall Sharkey. Peter McStravick comes in for Declan Bourne. And then Tom Jackson came in for Peter Lynch as well. So that was the start. Bit of a boost beforehand. Garrett McKinless didn't play for Derry. He's a world-class footballer. He is really, really good. He's massive for, for Derry. And they missed him today. Derry, yeah. Look, at I, my, whole, my whole thought process, if you listen to the past couple of months, in terms of looking at the league, was that we would take on Derry second after beating Clare. And I thought it was our greatest chance of an upset. Now that's going to change when you hear the talking points to come. When you sign up, patreon.com forward slash loud and proud to hear them all. But they were they were without McKinless. The Glen boys had big news during the week. They were slated that morning by Tommy Conlon and the Sunday Independent. Um, they looked a bit leggy. And I, I mentioned already the five park wearer was going to be a different type of pitch than the one that they used to. So, we started off like a train. 
Tom Jackson got a lovely point, really good score. The one that he, he winds up and kicks over, you don't expect him to score. It's like, ah, oh, jeez, what a score. And it was all RD scores early on, because Conor Grimes ruined it. But um, Shane McGuigan introduced himself into the game early on with a score, and then McConnell got a free. And Paul Cassidy, he was class footballer. Paul Cassidy with the socks up, he was kind of he was the man that got them through that patient period for the for for Derry. The socks up movement, and they went and hit one three in without uh, seeing the score. We went another. It took us a twenty first minute to score, and that was Conor Grimes. Um, yeah, Cassie gets one over, and then Shane McGuigan gets a, gets a penalty that he won himself. He was fouled by Darren Campbell. Slots that away by Peter McStraverick. Um, Paul Cassidy then gets his second point to McGrogan. Paul McGrogan, what a footballer he is as well. I mentioned him in the talking points too. That put them 1-4 to two points in front. And this is what Rory Gallo was fairly annoyed over. They were five points ahead and coasting. And then Loud were still in the game. They were holding tight, holding firm. He's going, all right, let's push out and go for it. Conor Grimes gets a ball from deep and whips it over. A really, really good score. We're hitting some scores this year. Then Liam Jackson just opened up. Dick Sam plays a nice hand pass him over the top. And he's right through. I think it was uh, with Liam, with his brother Tom as well was involved in the move. And just opened up from the road end and he straightened his line. And I mentioned it last week that he, he is a really good finisher when he gets a shot away. Killian Brennan pulled off a hell of a save, but he's accurate, Liam, and he showed an awful lot more form than he has done this past couple of games. And it was a great, great goal. And he has that in his game, and long may that continue. Um, but it's a great finish, really cool finish. That put us a point behind. Then Shane McGuigan gets another score, absolutely, ah, oh, right in front of the stand, left for whipping, swirling, uh, David Clifford sort of an effort, but a really, really good score, like a high, high level score, and then, go the other way, Niall Sharkey, comes up the field, really sweet in the move, on the breaking ball, and gets a booming score as well, take that Shane McGuigan, and then, uh, Darren McConnell wins a free, kicks it over himself, and then, McConnell gets, another free as well, so his first one from play, Sam won that one, kind of really bought the referee, but we'll take it. It was a foul. Um, we put us 1 6 to 1 5 ahead, and we we deserve to go in ahead. But that's the way Derry operate 1 6 apiece to win in a half time because McGuigan got another free. And he, like, we left them waiting for a long time out of the pitch. They were bullying to get back out, I'd say. I'd say they thought, right, let's get, get it. Rory just said, get out there and win that second. Don't be annoying me. Um, put these boys away and we couldn't be put away that's the key factor in all this Shane gets a free Jim McGuigan gets a free um, Sam Mulroy gets a mark that was his first score of the game in the second half a lovely lovely well taken mark I think it was Dan Corkin playing the ball into him um, McGuigan gets a free and there's another duel now Sam gets one for play lovely ball McConnell did all this speed walking forehand 1-8 apiece and that's the size level 1-2 Three, four, five, six time in the game. Uh, that's the last time they'll go level because um, because of that score from play, we go kick, we kick three in a row. Craig Lennon comes in off the bench. Um, Connacht last six, he's plucked it in the air, the air and a kind of highlight package catch. Doesn't catch it. We snap up the breaking ball and counter up the field. Another one then, another counter attack. 
Um, I'll speak about those in the talking points big time as well. Tom Jackson ended up firing over the bar. 110 to 18 Lauder playing really good stuff. It's nearly an hour on the clock. And then Niall Lachlan decides to take a shot at goal. And didn't it was a shot, it was an attempt or a high ball in, but it was more of it was a shot. And Peter McFravery kinda gets his two hands on it. You nearly think he was trying to palm it down to himself on the bounce and take it away, but then he he couldn't catch it. It was too far away from the timing to punch it. It lands into Niall Toner, who's quiet, but I've seen him kick five points in the McKenna Cup. We spoke about that and the, the Rory's tactics on the line. He gets it, rides Peter McStravick's challenge and drills it by, I think, McKenny and Jarky and maybe someone else was on the line, but he drills. It was a great finish. That put them 2-8 to 110 ahead, back in front. McGrogan from way out for the next from the next play two ninety that put the, yeah two ninety one ten Sam then responds with a free and then I think Otona gets another boom and score from play he came really came to life similar to Derry and substitute Oshie Williams got the final score of the game we had chances we had loads of kind of chances towards the end that's a big talking point too they end up winning it two eleven to one eleven and. Oh, it was another really, really good performance but we where we come away with nothing. This is Mickey's main point on it. He he, he speaks about that in, in, a lot um, at the start. And he gives injury updates and what have you, to, or panel updates towards the end, ahead of the week's break, before we take on Limerick in a fortnight's time. Right, here's Mickey. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think you have to again give full credit to the lads. They put their heart and soul into that. And indeed, actually, you know, we had chances nearly to win the game at the end as well. We were disappointed to give away the penalty and disappointed with the second goal that went in, which actually turned the tide when we were really in control of the game when that second goal went in. I think we were two points up and, and playing better football than they were. And uh, if, we just, if we had able to keep it away a goal, I think we could have finished out that game ahead. But that's all the ifs and buts and maybes. Um, we knew it was a serious battle in our hands here. I mean, I think they were, we were 7-1 to one or 8-1 to one or something to win that game. We were no hopers, and I think we showed today that we're not no hopers. But at the same time, moral victories don't get any points on the board. So, you know, while on the one hand, yes, it's good, they put their heart and soul in, the performance was good, uh, the end result is not what you want. So no points after two games makes it a really uphill struggle from here on in. You mentioned that second goal when you seemed to have the momentum at that stage. You had the two-point lead and ultimately that second goal they got really was ultimately the winning of the game for them. Well, it certainly was because I think we had posed a lot of problems for them at that stage and we were two up and I think that we could have stayed ahead with points and I think that not only the goal put them ahead but it gave them a new lease of life and they, be, they become there's a new spring in their step because of that goal. So it was a critical score not just because of the, the way it turned the scoreboard but it actually gave them something that they didn't need to have. We didn't need to be giving them any energy because we had used enough of our own trying to cut the energy out of them. So, um, yeah, there's so many little things went wrong for us, even in the first half when we had maybe, I think somebody said we had four drops short and three wide or something like that there, and there weren't difficult chances. Uh, even the one that came out to Sam, the bad kick out, that wasn't punished enough, which could have been, it could have been punished with a goal. Uh, so all of these things added up, you know, it's small margins, we all know it's small margins and we're in the wrong end of the small margins at the minute, but some of them golfers or somebody said that the harder you try, the luckier you get, so I'm hoping that we'll get a bit lucky again because we are trying hard. Good recovery in that second quarter, having what fallen five behind at one stage, they certainly had a spring in their step at that stage, but uh, you turned it around. 
Absolutely, I, I'm so proud of what they did there because you you can't you can't um, imitate that situation, you know, on a training field or anywhere else. You have to be in that place to know whether there's the desire within your players to come back from there. And I think that's been a good thing that the players will have that reservoir of information, if you like, in their minds now to say, you know, you can always fight back from bad places because we were in a bad place at that stage and we did fight back. And I think that they have a lot to be, you know, happy with in managing to do that. But look, it is going to be one of those games where there's a fight to the end. And, you know, I'd really, I'd really probably, I don't think we deserve to lose by three points even when, when all's said and done. Yeah, I mean, Derry also champions. Uh, they, they'll be leaving here and knowing rightly well they were in a serious battle today. Well, I do. I think they went away, you know, knowing that this wasn't the easy ride in the park that it would have seemed to have been, according to the bookies and according to sort of paperwork. You know, I think that that's that's good. That maybe does them a lot of good as well, where they would know that um, you have to play every day. You go out. You can't take anything for granted. So maybe they were taking us a bit lightly because they had a real good win over Limerick the week before, and, and I could understand why they might think this is just more of the same. But thankfully, we didn't let it be more of the same. Your team selection today, you brought Peter McStravig in between the posts. Uh, a big call, uh, Mickey. Um, you're thinking behind it. <laughs> well, you have to gamble a bit here and there, you know. And um, obviously we knew he was a very good kick of the ground. And that was something we used well today, getting the ball far away from our goals. And the contests were then in the other half of the field rather than ours. So, you know, it's, it's something that some people have, that length in their kick and... We said we'd have to gamble with it this day anyway to see how it would go. And it was a big ask of somebody who hadn't done this before, so I think he, he acquitted himself well. Can I just ask, you know, on that, that the longer kick out, when, when those battles unfold around the middle of the field, physically maybe Loud seemed to be slightly smaller than the teams you're coming up against. I found that last week too, or maybe Clare were, were winning the ball. Like, is, it, is that necessarily a platform... That, that Not necessarily at all, but I mean, I, 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 don't, I, I don't agree that Louth were on the small side today. Okay, we lost Casey Byrne, who would have been one of our bigger men too, but um, we, we weren't out uh, stretched by the Derry men. We were the, the Clare men, yes, had very big men around that sector of the field, but not today. So I think it was a, it was a gamble worth taking today. And, and just in, in, like in, in terms of the play itself, the team had improved. You've seen that in the Bourne Cup, particularly the Kildare match of working the scoring opportunities and maybe not. You know, giving the ball away until you get your shot off. There was a, a time maybe today where it became slightly stretched, and you feel that the ball losing the ball, I suppose, coming into contact, losing the ball in positions that allowed Derry to counterattack. How do you develop that? Is it just a case of improving and players learning maybe how important possession is? Of course it is, but I mean, you have to consider the opposition as well. I mean, Derry walked through Ulster last year playing that kind of football and they're, they're tenacious and they're well-structured, well-organised and if you make an error, then you'll be punished. And so, you know, no team or no team of players can perfect the game. They can do the best they can and they're going to run into an odd roadblock here and there. They're going to make an odd mistake here and there. So I wouldn't be sore on the players at all and they need to know how to play that game under the, the stress, if you like, of a quality team who just really wants that ball off you again. So um, I think it's been a good learning uh, process for our players today, but a hard lesson again that, you know, you put a huge effort into the last two games and, and you still got no points. Obviously, the, the, the score difference was, was minimal, but of the number of chances that have been created, do you feel, have you a target in your mind of what needs to be scored per game 
to win matches? Is it just depending on the day, Mickey? Because Absolutely. It's depending on the day, depending on the elements, uh, depending on how the opposition set up. So you can't really predict nowadays that I must get so many scores per half or something like that because that could be the case in a certain way a team plays and other days you'd be lucky to get half of it. You know, So you just try to get more than the opposition and, and uh, maybe um, you learn as you go that you have to adapt every day you go out and maybe even within the game. What about um, selection-wise now, injury-wise, Paul Matthews still out, is he far away from being back? Well, I suppose having the week off next week will be a good help to us you now, but they won't have been able to do much training in that meantime, so I, I dare say he won't be able to start anyway, but he should be on his way back by that stage. Hopefully Anthony Williams maybe will have another fortnight behind him and might be able to be considered for some time anyway. So... Um, just an, an award on obviously Casey's injury. Very unfortunate that he's obviously going to miss it, miss the season. It's shocking for him altogether because he had a really good pre-season this year, put a huge amount of work into it, and he was just raring to go. And it's so sad for him, uh, and and the way he stayed at home to be with us here to give us a lift in this, and then to be wiped out. But look at he's 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 good and strong about it. He said like he just accepts that's where it is, and he's got to get himself back to playing status again and that probably will be 2024 before that happens but anyway uh, he's determined to do that thanks Mickey look at um, talking point number one it's not the ultimate talking point the talking point that talking point is number two the goalie situation but you're going to have to pay for that but on patreon.com forward slash loud and proud the other talking point is is the pride I came away a lot of loud people came away from RD today. We went toe to toe with the Ulster champions and probably should have beaten them. We closed them down. We had superb scores. We were. It was an entertaining game. It was fast paced. Every ball mattered. These are the final four teams in Ireland last year. All star nominees like. We went toe to toe with them. We, we we should really, really take a, a look at ourselves and be like, right, we're mixing it here. And we're playing good stuff. We're not just parking the bus. We're parking the bus when we have to. We're countering really well. We're kicking good scores. The bank and RD, the stand is getting is getting really, really into it too. Um something else. It was really, really, really good day to be a loud person. <coughs> And look, like Mickey said there, it's not about more, more victories either. You need to get wins on the board. Um, you know, they just had a little bit more quality than us. Uh, but they're a little bit further down the line than us as well. We, I, I did that loud revisited during the week. And you seen that with them. They had a lot more players playing than they did than us in 2020. The last time we played them up in Celtic Park. So there's still a lot going for us though. You know, we're we're a very well-schooled team. We're hard to break down. We have ideas what we want to do going forward. We have a little bit of impact off the bench. And when you consider the players we're missing and the devastation from last week as well, that we're well-conditioned to come back into a game like that and go really, really hard at it. Like, that shows a lot too. Shows that these boys have put a lot in for their county and... That deserves to be uh, applauded too. So, yeah, I have to say that is... It was massive pride today of mixing with them. I, Mal was beside me. He was on during the week with me. And you're proud, like, yeah, yeah. that Yeah, he's a loud footballer. He's on the pats. Or, yeah, that's that's Sam Murray. Or, 
yeah, they were coming all these, yeah, they're all RD boys, they won the county championship last year. That we're mixing it like with these top players. Like, uh, Division two is where it's at. Keep saying that, and hopefully it'll boost us now to put the effort in, more effort with the underage as well, and get everything funneling into that, pushing on for the stadium as well. Imagine having a whole stadium with a like with a row with a our own stadium to call our own. You know, like oh, it's just it was just it was really really aspirational, inspirational day today, and you come away with a lot of pride. Right, that's it for the Loud and Proud Talking Points podcast. Uh, do sign up for the rest of them. There's 34 other ones, but there's a massive detailed one to come. And um, We'll be looking at maybe the Loud Ladies this week. Uh, the Horrors as well. They were defeated by Armagh in, in, in a very two-sided game with, with the wind. But another battle performance there against, against local rivals Armagh. But yeah, sign up for the month of February. It's 5th of February today. For a whole month, forty, I think it's only four euros, is it? Or three twenty-five, four euros plus fat. But yeah, roll on next week. Roll on every in a fortnight's time. Um, thanks very much for listening. To episode two thirty of the Loud and Proud podcast. If you want Rory? Ask me on the send it on to you. Look, bye bye, and thanks for listening. Really, really appreciate it.